0: As a business person, do you ever feel run down and like you're on the treadmill and you don't know what to do to take care of yourself? Today I have on an incredible guest and we're going to talk about how you are the CEO of your health. When your health fails, everything in life is challenging. So it's so incredibly important to take care of yourself through different self care measures. And I have on today, Michelle Broad, who is a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner. She has been practicing medicine for the last 25 years, owned her own personal nurse practitioner practice in California for eight of those. And she has worked with thousands of women over her career and has loved every minute of it. So today on the Max Potential Habits podcast, if it's your first time here, this is your place to come for tips, tools, and inspirational interviews to learn how to optimize yourself through implementing stellar habits that we talk about on the show. And I bring you every week because I want you to be able to thrive and feel alive in your life and business. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much,
1: Amanda. I'm so happy to be here and I love your show. So fits right in with the topic.
0: It's awesome. You know, I want to give a backstory for everyone that you and I, I think we met on LinkedIn. Was it LinkedIn?
1: Was it? No, it was Instagram.
0: Was it Instagram? Okay.
1: Yeah. We were commenting on, Ra- on Rachel's post or something okay. that she put out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is so cool because it was like, you said something that, you know, caught my attention and. I think probably lately I've been really big into self-care and, and slowing down. And I tend to be, I mean, you know, my company name is NFA coaching, no fucking around. (laughs) And so I tend to be like this really powerhouse person who pushes through and lately I've been going, okay, it's NFA Thrive. You know, how do you thrive? And part of that is, is hugely self-care. So when you and I had our, you know, pre-show and pre-interview conversation, I was like, This is awesome. Everything that you were saying really resonated. So let's start with sharing a little bit. How did you get into the nursing world and women's health?
1: Well, I my dad was sick when I was when I was born. My dad was sick my entire life. And so I just was I grew up in and out of hospitals taking care of him, and I just knew that I I was fascinated by it, and I knew that I was going to end up somewhere in the medical world, just didn't know where I was going to end up, and then I always wanted, I just felt like who knows a woman's body better than a woman, and I was just always drawn to that profession, so I became a nurse, and then I decided I really wanted to go, and I wanted to be a doctor. I just didn't want to stop there, but my dad was sick, and he was dying. He died when I was 21. And so I just decided, well, I'm going to go to nursing school, see if this is something that I really want to do, started doing that. And then after I got done with that, said, I want to go on, started, you know, studying and going to, uh, doing all the stuff that I needed to do for medical school. Then I got pregnant, had some kids and I was working out in the field. And one of my dear, dear doctor friends said, you know, you should go and become a nurse practitioner because it's the best of both worlds. Because I love the humanistic aspect about nursing. And I love the medical and science part about, you know, doctors. So it's kind of like merging the two together. And so that's where I ended up. So I've been doing that for the past, yeah, I don't want to say 20 some odd years. Yeah, it gives away
0: my age, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, I say rock your age, right? <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, and and it's been in California primarily your, the years of, of working. And, and have you worked with mostly women or families or what has your – what has the evolutionary process been for you?
1: Yeah, I started off as just as a woman's health nurse practitioner. So I did that for years. And then I decided I wanted to go back and get my family nurse practitioner. So I'm certified in two different categories. So now I do a little bit of both. And I serve, you know, I have an online, um, I'm a, I have a subspecialty in hormones. So I do hormone balancing and all things like that. So I do that on the side. But most of the time right now, I just, I practice part-time because in 2017, kind of like you, I was one of those go, 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 go all the time go getters, and I just kind of burnt out in 2017. And I had to really just stop, and I stopped everything, and just kind of had to relook at my life and say, "Okay, what is this really about?" Like you were just saying, you, know, you mm-hmm. got to, you have to thrive in in all of this stuff. And if you're not happy, and if you're not healthy, then you know, like I tell my women, you really. You're not, you don't have anything if you don't have your health. So it took me about a year and I kind of revamped and kind of thought, you know, what makes me happy? Because most of us, you know, as business women, whether you're employed, whether you're an employee or you're a, you know, entrepreneur or a career woman, you know, you're always answering the question to other people. You know, they're asking you, well, what do you bring to the table? So you're always answering what you're doing for somebody else, but mm-hmm. you never, you never, you never usually get the question, you know, well, what can we do for you? So I think it's really important that we answer that question to ourselves. So I said, you know, okay, what does Michelle want? And so then I started deciding, you know, I need to get back into, you know, it was really healthy, but I got to get back on my healthcare track. I got to put some self-care in there. I've got to balance this thing out. And so Mm -hmm. I've gradually over the past three years kind of just cut back. I only practice two days a week now, and I'm really just concentrating mostly on the online stuff in the the educational portal there and just really talking to women about self-care.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, so I was, I'm reading in your bio that you say that you do online women's educational site. And so moving and shifting in that direction to slowing down to two days a week in the office setting is what you're saying in the practitioner setting. Um, wow, okay. First, I wanna to highlight to everybody listening, I think that's a very powerful question that if you're, you know, you might be driving listening to this, but if you're somewhere where you can actually write that down, what does Say Your Name to Yourself want? you know, what does Amanda want? What do I want in my life? And I think it's so true that when you say, you know, women tend to put other people first. And I know that's a gendered conversation. You know, a lot of times we're socialized to have women be kind of the pleasers, the emotional caretakers. They're there for everyone else. And then when you step into, you know, you said the humanistic aspect of nursing, I think it's very similar with coaching in a lot of ways where, you know, I'm the support system for a lot of people, including my family and my ex-partner and my friends and all these and it's like oh wait at the end of the day who's going to be there for you if you're not absolutely you know so it's such an important question and I love that I want everyone to ask themselves that today like you know what do you really want what makes you thrive what gets you up in the morning and has you going I love my body I want to take care of my physical health my mental health I want to do work that I love I mean those are life really ultimately isn't that long it seems like it
1: is. Yeah. It, 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 it seems like it is, but it's gone in a flash. And funny thing is before I was thinking about this morning when I was just sitting in my quiet time, just reflecting on, you know, I'm going to be on the podcast and stuff. It's just thinking about, we don't think of our health, like how we think of any aspect of our lives until it's brought to the forefront for, for whatever reason, it just sits in the back of our subconscious and then either, either we get sick Somebody close to us gets sick, or something tragic happens, and then we go, Oh wow, you know, I better start looking at things a little bit differently. And I think that, you know, for whatever reason it is, when we look at all aspects of our lives, health, our health is just, it just it's put off to the side for whatever reason we do it. I don't know why, but we do. And I've been trying to answer that question for years, but yeah. it's just it's thought of as something very distant and something very different. Than our lives. And what I try to do, and like what, what you talk about, is how you need to incorporate it into everything that you do. It's just yeah. it's, an, it's an everyday thing. And just like how you put other things on your list, you need to put yourself on your list.
0: Oh, this is so powerful. You know, and I, I wanna go there a little bit. Uh, You're saying, you know, we, you think a lot about why what we do, and I'm so intrigued by the human puzzle as well. You know, it's like what makes us thrive and why do we neglect our health? And, you know, I think it really has so much to do with that idea of the pleasure pain principle, where we seek pleasure in the moment and do not, we avoid pain at all costs. And our body does this beautiful thing, which is a feedback system that says, wake up, you're not taking care of me. And so we develop those symptoms, which actually are a huge gift, right? It's like your body is showing up to tell you something's off, you're out of alignment, you're not congruent, you're not taking care of yourself. And then you're forced to take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what I want people to do, especially women, is to be preventative, be proactive. So start thinking about it before Mm
0: -hmm. all that
1: stuff happens, because, you know, your body, we talk, our body talks to us, like, and you just have to slow down enough to listen. Mm -hmm. But we just, you know, we don't make our health, most women don't, a priority. We make everybody else's health in our lives. We make our business a priority. We make our families a priority and everything else that we've done. But it's like, okay, when you ask somebody, well, what have you done for your health lately? most people can't even tell you what they do, what they've done. Or they have the concept that being healthy is so hard and so expensive, which, you know, I just talked about that a little while ago. It's, it's not. That's, yeah. just a, that's a myth out there. So I think that, you know, we just have to start thinking about it more. And, I, and it's really good because right now, if you look at a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other blogs, the self-care topic is out there.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. we're,
1: we're seeing a lot on meditation and I just went to a conference last weekend where they were talking about how just even 10 minutes of meditation meditation can really like just open up your frontal lobe and you can have so much more creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, we just, we're in a 24 seven and we've been in that mode for so long. Go, 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 go. And I think that for women, we get that double-edged sword. You know, we're told, You gotta be a mom, you're a wife, so you're a caregiver on this end in your home. So you are the CEO of your own home. And then if you want to go out and have a career, yeah, go out and have that too. But then you've got everything else too. So you're so you're running on, you know, on both ends. You're like the candle at both ends, burning the candle at both ends of the wick. And I think that we're just we adapt as women. We're very, very adaptable. And we and we just say, Oh, I can do that. And of course we can do that because, you know, I'm not putting men down because, you know, I love men, I'm married to one, I've got a son. But it's just that women in their role, we just tend to take it on and take it on and take it on and just keep doing. And even if we feel tired, it's like, oh, I can add one more thing to my plate. And it's like, you know, no, you can't. You just maybe need a spa day there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is really high value. I, I want to add, you know, it's funny because what's coming up for me is I go, Oh, it's not, I don't only have women listeners. And so I go for the men out there. I think this shows up in such interesting ways too, because I think men are socialized to be tough yes. and not to talk about how they're feeling and not to practice self care. I think in a lot of ways I have way more male clients than I have more men than women as clients. And I think part of it is because it's more socially acceptable to get a coach. Than it is to go to a therapist. <laughs> yes, and so there's this, and of course, I'm also a business coach, so it, it makes some sense in the way that, like, oh, men are coming to me for business coaching. But I'll tell you, the guys I work with, they deal with the same stuff: hard time with self doubt, uh, fears about money, not taking care of their bodies, relationship challenges, money blocks, all these things. And and I love that you do. You talk about advocating for preventative self care measures because those things. When we take care of ourselves up front, everything gets easier. When you feel even meditating 10 minutes a day, like you're saying, it is life-altering. I just started doing it this year, and I'm like, I cannot believe that I waited until this age to start meditating.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and and like you said, I think men, men, come on down, because yes. we, we need to see you in our offices, okay? Because the only time I usually see men is when they're women, tell them to come in and have, or they've been suffering from something and their wives go, you know what? I'm getting so tired of you hearing that. I'm making you an appointment today. Yeah. And, they, and that's when they come in. So it's not that I don't want to talk to men. Yeah. I would love to. It's just that I, you talk to women because when you talk to a woman, you're educating her mother, her grandmother, her sister, her friends, because they go out and if they learn something, oh, I just learned something. And they'll go out and tell everybody. Men, yeah. they kind of are real quiet. They're in their own little boxes. You know, They're very singular, You know, very... You know, yeah. analytical and stuff like that. And so I'm like, come on. But when they come in the office, they'll sit on the thing and, you know, it's like I have to like pull it out of them, pull it out of them, because they're just not as forthcoming. Whereas a woman, when she comes in, yeah. she can sit on my table and I'll know, I'll know her whole life in about yeah. 10 in ten minutes. <laughs> so that's kind of the difference. So men yeah. need to come to the table about their health care too, because yeah. it's not just about women. Our health our care parameters today. The environment that it's in today, you must like I, like we we're talking about. You must be the CEO of your own health, whether you are a man or a woman, because it's not the Marcus Welby days anymore. It's not about Doc Baker on Little House on the Prairie days. Okay, yeah. we one of the the number one causes of death is you know is medical. Mistakes. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm in the profession, so I'll say it. You know, we have huge amounts of opioid dependence in our country today, you know, drug overdose, people on so many different medications. They doctor hop. You know, people go on Dr. Google and, you know, they rely on Dr. Google or Dr. Oz, and nothing against Dr. Oz. I, you know, love the man, but you know, so there's so many parameters that you really have to understand what's going on in your own health. And you have yeah. to advocate, advocate for yourself, because if you don't feel you're getting something, then you need to speak up about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is really important. I, I, you know, I, when I, I, have been really into health and wellness in my life. Like I had natural home births, my first baby I had in a birthing room and she's on the day of this recording, she's turning 21 today. It's so cool. So shout out to you, Alethea, if you're listening, happy birthday. Um, so I had her in a hospital birthing room, and then I had two home births. And I've done natural medicine. Like my kids weren't vaccinated, and they didn't have, um, they they none of them until Alethea got a lot older had that, any uh, antibiotics. And and so it's like I was just so into natural health and well being. And 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 to me, the the reason for that is understand your body. Because when you go into the doctor, the doctor's kind of shooting in the dark in certain ways, right? Of mm-hmm. course, there's all the medical technology that can help. But when you say the number one cause of death is actually medical, people don't realize that all of the prescription medications that we're taking to mask certain symptoms are actually, you know, th- there's, I think it's the third cause of death is, is properly prescribed medications. You know, so it's like, we go, okay, this is a big deal. How are you going to prevent getting to the point where you've got to go into the doctor and take 10 different types of medications to mask all the symptoms of the things that if you had listened five years back, you could have prevented. And it's this self-care piece, right? It's like stress is a killer. We got to start taking better care of ourselves.
1: Stress is the number one thing. And you can hear about it and you'll read about it everywhere. And actually, the woman's... Is it the the um the WHO who world health organization just officially came up with the diagnosis of work-related stress? Mm. Okay, so it's now it now has its own diagnosis code because Mm. we are seeing it so much of the time. I mean all the way down to I mean, I have teenagers that come in and that are anxious and that are depressed. We're seeing so much more of it today. It's because, you know, our world has just changed, you know, jobs have changed, you know, the world that we're living in has changed and it's very self-pay, it's very fast, you know, it's very technological, which is great, but you have to learn the body has to have time to recover and it, the body has to heal itself. I, I always say the body is such a miraculous machine,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: in that sentence, it is a machine. And just like a machine, it needs to be tended to. You know, mm-hmm. you need to oil it, you need to take care of it, you need to feed it good, because if it doesn't, it rusts, it falls apart, it no longer works. And like I said, you know, we just, we just don't look at it, our health the same way that we categorize and look at everything else in our life. And so that's where yeah. I'm trying to come in with the dialogue because I joke with my friends that I said people will spend money on, you know, their aesthetics, getting their nails done, their Starbucks, you know, going to the movies, dinner food, all those other categories, you know, putting putting, you know, Botox in their face. But if you ask them to spend $45 on a supplement, they're looking at you like yeah, you want what you want me to spend that on a supplement. So I say it's like, you know, for me, in my profession, it's like rolling, I say it's like rolling a snowball up the side of a mountain in the summertime. Because <laughs> you got to get people to understand because they don't equate their health. Like, or the other thing is, they think that their insurance, which is another oh, is another big one of my pet peeves, they think their insurance is going to cover and take care of everything. And insurance has changed so much today. Yeah. And people don't even understand their insurance, which they need to, but it starts with you. You need to know what's going on in your body. And like when you go to your medical provider, you can have an intelligent conversation. And that's what I really want for women and whether it's men or not, so that you can sit down, you understand what they're saying to you, and you can intelligently respond back to them because that's what they want to. You know, they don't want it just to be one-sided. You know, unfortunately, it is sometimes because that's how it's looked at. Yeah. like, oh, I just go to my, I go to my doctor or my nurse practitioner, whoever I see and whatever they say, it's gospel. Okay. Well, number one, it is not gospel because we do not know everything. And I love it when my client, well, I love it when my patients bring in things and they go, oh, you know, I was reading this online. What do you think about this? And I'm like, Okay, that's awesome because I can't be everywhere. So, you know, if you think this is going on with you and these are the symptoms you're having, you know, mark them down, write things down, have questions ready for your medical provider when you go in. So you can intelligently say, I've been having this problem for two months. These Mm -hmm. are, this is what's going on. Because sometimes I'll get there and I'll go, Well, how long has it been going on? Oh, I don't know. I'll go, Well, have you taken anything for it? No. Okay, well, try doing some things for your own self too. I'm not saying that you have to like, you know, be the medical professional, but try doing some stuff first before you run to your doctor and, and start going down this path because you know, of, you know, So much money that's run up with tests and unnecessary things that if people would just have taken a few moments to think about what's going on with their own body, they could actually help themselves a little bit. Is another is another big category.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, this is making me think. I want—I'm sure the listeners are wondering this too. Uh, What what would you say is a great roadmap, or what do you teach people in order to be the CEO of your health? What are some of the steps they take? So one thing I hear you saying is. Start to track and write down and develop a relationship with yourself, with your health so that you understand what's going on. What are some other tips you'd have for listeners?
1: Well, my five founding blocks are number one, you know, sleep, you know, de-stress. I know that we can't take stress out of our lives, but figure a way to manage it a little bit better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, none of us are going to sit on the beach, you know, drinking mint juleps with someone peeling grapes for us. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. But do something for yourself on a daily basis to reduce stress, you know, you know, you can control what goes on the end of your fork. So eat better,
0: mm-hmm. you know, learn
1: about it and exercise a little bit more. The body is a machine. Start moving a little bit and, you know, sleep better. Sleep is the next to stress. Sleep is the next number one thing that people come in for. I can't sleep. And it has to do with stress, anxiety, you know, worry, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, five foundations, you know, drink more water, get in the habit of at least having your your body's almost 75% you know, water. So it needs hydration. So those are from the health perspectives. Those are things that you can do for yourself. Start there and start small, start thinking of your health on your schedule. You know, that it's something that you need to look at. It's something that you need to work on. It's your priority. Your body is your business. Your body is your life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like talk, if you're having symptoms, like I said, you know, write them down, And then when you go in, you can say, hey, this is, it started on this time, around this was happening, Um, I'm having X, Y, Z symptoms, these are the things I've tried, this isn't working. And, you know, and then be ready to have a conversation with your medical person. Because if you don't like something that they're saying, let's say if they say, well, I think you should be putting, go on some medication. If that's not your thing, because some people's are, then say, hey, you know, is there some other way that, that we can approach this besides just medication? You know, be a part of the conversation. Don't just sit there because, and allow me to just dictate your entire plan. I can do that, and and that's what most people want me to do. But I want to be 50%, and I want you to be the
0: other 50%. Yeah, like thinking about it like a relationship with your medical provider versus they're the authority telling you exactly what to do, even though they're not living every day with you, and they don't know everything that's going
1: on for you. Absolutely. You know, that's what it is. It's a relationship. It's like if you started a coaching relationship with somebody, you set you say – This is what I expect from you, and this is what you can expect from me. We know when you go into the classroom, if you're a student, you know what your teacher, they say the first day of school, these are my expectations. These are my classroom rules. This is what you're going to do, and I expect this from you. We do that in so many other areas of our life, but we don't have that same thing when it comes to, you know, medicine. We're not setting expectations for one another. So, you know, you don't walk into your doctor's office and he says, well, this is what I expect of you, and this is what you can expect of me. But we should, but we just don't. Right. And if you don't like something, if you feel that you're not getting the care that you need, I tell all my patients you today in today's world, you have to fight for the things you want because your insurance company, and I'll say it here, they can all insurance companies can hate me. They're not out for the person. They are a business. They are out for themselves. So you have to fight for things that you want. I have to a lot of times fight for things that I want for my patients because they'll just deny it. Yeah. So, you know, if you feel you're not getting something, then say, Hey, I want this. If you're not getting it from the person, your provider that you're seeing, find somebody else. You need to, you need to find someone that you feel comfortable with, that you can talk to. Don't settle for second
0: best. Mm, This is powerful. Something that I hear. Well, well, let me, one thing real quick. So you said there were five and I only wrote down, Oh, I did write down five. So you said de-stress daily, eat better, exercise more, more sleep and drink more water. Yes. Okay.
1: Those, are, those are the five fundamentals.
0: And this is awesome because it's like, duh, right? These are does, but we don't do them. People, right. I talk to people all the time and they're like, they're stressed. They don't do anything to de-stress. When I ask, well, how do you take care of your stress? I don't, you know, people don't do what they know they could do to mitigate their stress, you know, and eating better. It's like one of the simplest, simplest things is to just practice conscious eating and exercising and I mean this is great so I love that they're so simple so everyone listening can absolutely implement these today and then this piece that I that I'm noticing though that you keep saying over and over that's really the subtext of this entire thing is being your own best health care advocate, mm-hmm. which takes a radical responsibility approach of going, I am the CEO of my health, I'm the CEO of my body, I care what happens to my body. I'm not gonna put my health care in someone else's hands to just fix all of the things that I created by not taking care of myself in the first place. Yes.
1: Oh, they're saying you said that. Thank you so much. Because if I say if I say that, see, in, in the medical realm. There's certain do's and don'ts that you cannot yeah, say, that. and yeah, people yeah. don't want to. People, you know, I want to tell people the truth if they want to hear the truth, but most of the time they just don't want to hear the truth. So yeah. you've got to color it in a different way. Yeah. Yes, I'd have to say that maybe I don't. I'll, I'll say I'll I'll do it lower. I say 50% of the time people come in for things that they bring upon themselves. Yeah. And it's and you know they'll come in they have abdominal pain and then I'll sit there and I'll ask them, okay, so well tell me about what you're eating, what are you doing in your life. And it's like, okay, well maybe if you didn't eat that, you wouldn't have that. Yeah. And you're and I don't mean to say, you know, because you don't want to say somebody's overweight, but maybe if you lost a few pounds or I get yeah. people who come in and they're I had a lady, she's so wonderful that she didn't see the light with her diabetes until she got her toe amputated. Aww. I've been talking to her I've been talking to her for years. Like, okay, you need to get this in control. This is what you need to do. I can tell you all this stuff, but you've got to go home and do it. Yeah. So she never, you know yeah, here and there, never really thought about it. And then she got her diabetes was out of control. She yeah. ended up having to have her toe amputated. And then she comes in and she says, oh, Michelle, my God, you know, now the light bulb is on. I'm yeah, Whatever you want me to do. It's not about what I want you to do. It's about what your body needs you to do. And I'm just giving, I am just your guide. I'm telling yeah. you how to be the hero, like, you know, in your own story here. So come on. Yeah. So that's the thing, people just, you have to be that person and you have to won't be willing to receive it. And number one, you have to be willing to take care of yourself and spend some money on yourself because being healthy takes some time and it takes some effort. It's like anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I do values based work with all of my people and workshops and stuff like that. And that has to do with, we spend money, energy, and time on what we value. If you're not spending money, energy, and time on valuing your body, it's going to fall apart because what you appreciate appreciates, right? So it's like this idea of I think something that's so fascinating in that in that way with with the denial like you're talking about the denial of like why don't people take care of themselves and there's I I think we tend to think that we're invincible for a lot of our life and that we're going to live forever until something big happens and then we're like oh crap my body is actually vulnerable and I am not immortal. <laughs> and it's, it's a hard wake-up call if you are someone who tends to deny your health and overlook the long-term consequences of the decisions you make. And so I would imagine from your perspective, it's so you know interesting to have clients coming in and patients coming in and you're like, ah you had to get your toe amputated to, to wake up and take care of yourself. You know, so everyone listening, what we, and I think you would agree with me, Michelle. It's like, what we want you to hear is take responsibility for your health and start developing a relationship with yourself. If you feel stressed, slow down, meditate, sleep more, spend time with fostering and cultivating incredible relationships. You know, like I love business building. It is one of my absolute favorite things to do. And when I get start to get tired, to me it's feedback. When I start to feel stressed and tired and overloaded, I'm like, okay, this is feedback I'm pushing too hard. And if I didn't listen to that, I'd break down and get sick. I I am knock on wood. I haven't gotten sick in a long time because I listen to my body. And when I start to feel off, I, I go in and I go, okay, slow down, sleep more, rest more. You gotta slow down because I totally agree with you that your body, if your body falls apart, everything else in life feels off. There's no way I can run a thriving business if my body's not thriving. And so it's something that I highly prioritize. So, you know, um, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. I love this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like, like during
1: the day, if you're, if you're sitting at home at work or wherever and your computer's on, just, you know, close your eyes for yeah. like five minutes. You know, I, I put on my, I have a, a sleep habit. I mean, a simple habit on my watch and it goes off and it's just, I timed it for 10 minutes. So anybody can sit there and just close their eyes, whether you're in your car, wherever you are for 10 minutes and just shut the world out for a little bit. Oh, that's you know, great. I love that.
0: So you have it, it goes, does it go off every, how often?
1: Yep. It, it goes off at six at five thirty. It warns me that, you know, okay. 10 at six o'clock, you know, it's time to just sit there and meditate. But you okay. know, if, I, if I'm having a stress day, I just kind of like close my eyes, no matter where I'm at. You know, I deep breathe for a few minutes, and it just gives my brain a chance to recalibrate and just do something different. I also, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of things because sometimes if I'm busy at my other job, I'm walking all the time. But when I'm at home, I don't. So my watch tells me, okay, you've got 400. You know, you've got 40 steps left in this hour to get to 250 because I time my watch to do 250 steps. You know, every hour because I want to get up and move and keep my body moving if, if I'm at home. Mm-hmm. You know. Exercise does not have to be hard, ladies, it doesn't, or men. It doesn't have to be that you have to go to the gym and like lift weights if that's not your thing. Just go out and walk. Get outside. Do yeah. something. You know, At lunchtime, do the stairs at lunchtime. You know, I talk to my women about meal prepping more so that they can have, be, in, be in front of the eight ball with their food so they're not at the last minute when you're, when you're snacking on junk food. You know, it's, it's just being aware. And once you start being aware, that's the key. Then it becomes you know, front and center, you see it, you understand it, and then you can start doing it. Read labels more, be curious more. Don't be so accepting because our FDA food and drug, they don't care if you're healthy, they don't. You know That's why the, our, our, all the processed foods are loaded with junk. Yeah. So learn, learn to read the labels more. Cut down on this a little bit more. Have one less soda a day and one more glass of water. You know, start small because you know my guru is Darren Hardy, and like he says, you know, it's the compound effect. Small little daily steps add yeah. up to big stuff long term. And when it comes to your health, big time. Because here's the thing: if you don't start taking care of yourself now, you will be paying for it later on. And yeah. most of us are working. You know, if you're out there working a job, you're working because somewhere you're trying to build a nest egg. You want to retire somewhere and you want to be able to enjoy it. So Do you want to be able to enjoy it? Well, you've got to be healthy along the way. And today, the way we push ourselves so much, it's just causing the, the balance to go in the very opposite direction.
0: Yeah, I love this. I mean, thinking about uh, the compound effect, you know, it's like, I always say success leaves clues. And I think it was like Brian Tracy or maybe yeah. I mean, one of the big, big players in the in the personal growth and development field has said that. And it's so powerful because it's true. Success leaves clues. Similarly, ill health. You could look back at the history and see the clues along the way that are so clearly leading to ill health. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a very... It's it's wild that we, it's like such a simple equation and we overlook it all the time. And so I love that you're saying that. It's like taking these small, simple daily steps and, and, and I wanna highlight for listeners, write these down, these are incredible. Set your alarm to go off every couple hours to get up and walk. If you don't, you know, maybe you don't have, I don't know what kind of watch you, you have, but maybe not everyone has that. Use your cell phone then, you know, do something. Don't make the excuse, oh, I don't have one of those watches on your cell phone, put an alarm that goes off every 90 minutes for you to get up and walk for you to take a drink, a glass of water for you to meditate, set an alarm. I set an alarm at night that goes off to remind me to go to bed at a certain time. Cause otherwise sometimes I'll just push through and keep working and working. And I'm like, wait, I got to start winding down at a certain time. I got to get my brain to relax because I know how important my sleep is. And you know, it's changed everything for me. I used to have insomnia all the time, a lot because I would be excited about work. And now I'm like, okay, you need your sleep in order to implement all these fun ideas that you have. <laughs> so it's these simple little strategies that you're talking about that can make massive differences in your long-term health so thank you for those tips those are incredible Um, what's the main topics you write about in your online um educational site i mean it's i'm sure it's a lot of what we've been talking about yes i
1: talk about self-care a lot and i you know i try to incorporate and weave it into everything my, you know, I, I have, a, I talk about a lot and everything is also about nutrition. It just because it phases, I think people, you know, probably go, Michelle, God, I'm so tired of hearing you talk about, you know, nutrition and drinking water on, but I keep emphasizing it because it takes seven times to hear something most of the time before people actually will implement something. Yeah. You know, and, and if you keep saying it, at some point, hopefully it's going to click and it will go off, you know, because, and I I think because they're so basic, people just forget. So I just, I keep emphasizing it. And I do talk to people all the time about, you know, just eat better, eat better because truly, I mean, nutrition is at the bottom of everything. I just, I can't say that enough. And people just today just do not eat very healthy at all. Mm -hmm. And we need to, you know, I said, if women could get back in the kitchen and start cooking again, I think we could save the world that way
0: because well, so I'll, that, add, I'll add women and men there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and mention there's, there's a lot of men. Yeah. Oh, there's probably yeah. more men that cook than women. Yeah. My, my yeah. husband, my husband's one of them, but just, you know, being, I, I guess the biggest thing is I want people to be curious enough and become aware enough to at least think about their health and move it to the forefront of their brain. Yeah. Keep it, move it from the back burner to the front burner and realize that you are important. Yeah. You are, you are just, you are more important to yourself than anybody else.
0: Yeah. You know the question I'm thinking of that people can ask themselves: What if I align my day by prioritizing my health? How would your day look different? And, and it's and actually thinking about how that would optimize everything else. It isn't a drawback; it's actually benefit on multiple levels in multiple areas. If we just said, you know, what what am I going to do to change my habits? toward aligning my day toward health, feeling good in my body, and feeling good in my work, which then resonates or, or vibrates out to the people that you work with. You know, it's a very powerful thing. Yeah. I love that. Um, one thing, and I, I want to ask you, what's the name of your, um, where can people go to find your information?
1: So our website is wellwomannetwork.com. Okay. And they can they can go there and there's a there's we have a blog although I'll be honest I haven't blogged in a while just because I'm more into podcasting these days just like you are. So we have nice. a pod, we have a podcast and it's called um Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle. It's on iTunes and it's on all the major ones too. So it's there and you can go get our blog we're on Facebook. We're you know, we're all over kind of like you on Instagram just because we're trying to spread the word to, you know, and getting out there. And then like like a health like business, well, business is probably more popular than health. It's just trying to get people to become aware and really trying to have them grasp onto the concept that health is fun and that it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be expensive. And it looks different for everybody. That's the thing. I think that's the other you know, point is your body and who you are is different from your friend, your mother, whatever. So what works for them may not work for you. So Be, you know, in tune to finding things that, you know, that fulfill you and that are good for you and that you can do, not that what somebody else is doing and don't judge yourself and measure yourself by other people. You know, look at your own parameters, you know, because you measure yourself against the person you see in the mirror, not everybody, not everybody else out there.
0: Yeah. And I love that It tying back to thinking about how you are in charge of your own health you are going to have a different diet than somebody else based. I mean, of course there's certain things. It's like eating more fruits and vegetables and whole foods right. and all those things, but you're going to thrive at a different level with a certain diet, but you can only figure that out if you track and relate to yourself mm-hmm. and you start to see how you feel when you eat a certain way and what time you go to bed. Like I have friends who need four or five hours of sleep at night. I would die if I did that for more than a couple days. I mean, I wouldn't die, but I would feel horrible. And that doesn't work for me. And so I, you know, I always wished I could be a superhuman who needs no sleep, but it's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to ask, what would you say are the top three max potential health habits that you would want to share with listeners?
1: I would say number one is to just start taking yourself as a priority, moving yourself onto your schedule, put yourself on your schedule,
0: Mm. And Daily. when you say yourself, your health, your are like, tell me a little more. Put your health on your
1: schedule. Yes. You know, okay. you just schedule it because it, like everything else in your life, if you're not scheduling it for most of us, it doesn't get done. Uh-huh. And after a while, it'll become a priority. Drink more water, you know, and I, number two, I would say de-stress. The most, one of the most important things too, is to really find areas of your life that you can start to add you know, just calming methods too. find okay. somewhere to de-stress because that is the number one cause of all illness today. And it causes inflammation, which is leading to cancer, everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, besides being yourself, number one, self-care advocate and start putting yourself first and scheduling yourself, you know, find areas in your life where you can de-stress in little small ways,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: And then I think number two is really just starting to, you know, look at your health journey. Where do you want to go? Look at your health today is it where you want to be? Mm-hmm. If it's not where you want to be, then you have to start taking steps in order to move it into a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I read this um thing this morning by John Maxwell, and he said, you know, leaders are not born, they are developed. Mm-hmm. And your health is the same way, ladies, it's developed, it's a journey. And the journey is going to change, you know, from month to month, maybe, maybe year to year, different age stages you're in, men too, It changes, so take time to reflect. Just like you sit down at the beginning in January and you reflect on the coming year, or or in December, like what you want for the next year. As far as like most of us want like business, and we looked at and we put all of our business goals down. Do the same thing for your health. Mm
0: -hmm. What health
1: goals do you want for the next year? Where do you want to be different in a year from now? What can you change that or isn't working? Because if you look at yourself and you're not healthy, then obviously the things that you're doing have not been working. So be willing to be open.
0: Mm -hmm. to change yes I love this these are great this is an incredible conversation that every single human being needs to hear whether you're building a business or not and I'd say especially for people who are business owners because I think that entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and business owners tend to push themselves really really hard because it's a it's a very specific mindset and an entrepreneurial spirit which I think is very powerful and it driven and that can cause some people to overlook those health aspects that are also so important. And if you think about the longevity of your business, it's related to the longevity of your health. Absolutely. So this has been incredible. Thank you so much. So if so, people want to interact with you, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes for everyone listening. So wellwomennetwork.com and the podcast, Well Women Healthy Lifestyle. And you release shows every how often on the we do podcast.
1: It- The show's released once a week on Wednesdays.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. And when you say we, is it a group of practitioners or is it you and your team?
1: It's me and my team. Cool. But me, I do. Yeah.
0: So you do it. And do you do interviews or is it solo casts?
1: I do. We do interviews. We do solo casts. You know, we're trying to get, um, we're looking at a lot of good ones for 2020. So we're gearing up for 2020. Awesome. Kind of just took more of a solo Panorth adventure this year.
0: Cool. I love it. That's great all right thank you so much for coming on it's been a joy I hope everyone got a ton out of it if you liked what you heard take a screenshot send it out on to the social media channels that you prefer with the hashtag NFA coaching or at and I'm always on at NFA coaching on all my channels I'd love to hear from you what you're getting out of this and I am signing off I hope you have an incredible thriving week Where you take care of your health, you put your health first, you remember that you're the CEO of your health, you prioritize it, you drink more water, you de-stress, all these awesome tips that Michelle has brought to us today. So have an incredible week where you thrive and feel alive.